Blog Talk Radio. Blog Talk USA. Are you tired of waiting for change? Tune into Blog Talk USA. Let your voice be heard on Blog Talk USA. Welcome, 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 everyone, and thank you so much for being here. It's Monday night and Marvelous Monday, right back here every single Monday night to share all of the great things that's going on around the nation. Miss Rolanda, I'm sorry, Miss Rihanna is not going to be with us tonight, but Dr. Hackney is because I can tell you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, cross, I'm crossing my fingers and my radio that I stay on this week. <laughs> I, I don't know, know what happened last I'm Monday. Sorry. But, uh. <laughs> I know. I, I tell you what, Dr. Hagney, we need to do better with our Internet service in East Texas. We oh, got to Lord. do better. We got to do better. I have had difficulties as well myself, and then we've had a little rain today. So yeah, uh, yeah. hopefully we'll all be able to stay on tonight. <laughs> How you doing? <laughs> How you oh, doing? Bless. <laughs> oh, bless, bless, I tell you. I miss the crew. The I, can't, I can't go two or three weeks, but I hear, no, hear the team. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Correct. Exactly. <laughs> Dr. Hagner, we actually missed you on, uh, you know, your board meeting was held this past week. Prairie View was here. And uh, we're so excited oh. about the program that came. I, I didn't think get you it. may have missed, you didn't get your get that notification. I didn't get the I didn't get the notice. That's wow. Okay. I hate that because I was involved. I, I was talking with a gentleman about a, uh, um, basically um, felon. I, see, I hate I missed right. that because he yeah. want me helping with a project. Oh my goodness. Okay, you can you it can fill me in on it. I will. I, it was outstanding. We. Um, we have our officers uh, for the board. I, I proudly will serve as your, your president or chairperson of the board. And um, let's see, we had Tyler Independent School District, and we had the um, uh, Juvenile Justice, and we had Texas College, and we had all of the people who are going to be involved in this program. And wow, so awesome. we've already hired as our director, as you already know, that's Mr. Londa Prince, and now we're getting ready to hire uh, two or three more that's going to be working in that program. We had Ms. Rhonda wow. Hamilton, who is from Tyler Junior College. Oh, and okay. So we're going okay. To, yes, we're going to use uh, when, interns when, when from was, Tyler Junior College. It was, wow. When, when uh, was it? let me see now. It was Thursday. It was last Thursday because it was after I they all came in and, and – uh, they treated everybody to lunch at Taste of North Delight restaurant. Now see, now see, now, now tell you. Now you tell me. Now I tell you. I missed Virginia. Oh my goodness. You, you sure did. You missed everything. It was it was a it was a wonderful meeting and everybody's really excited about getting started uh with uh with the program and so forth and 
So we're we're ready to move, and we wanted to save these children from um, from getting into the criminal justice system. The only way that we want them in the criminal justice system is that they become lawyers and uh, parole officers and constables and whatever. Uh, that that their interest will be as far as law enforcement, uh, police officers, or whatever. But we certainly don't want them in the system uh, as a juvenile uh, getting into any forms of trouble. So it was an outstanding uh, meeting there, and we will. And I suggested that we meet uh, once a quarter uh, to begin mm-hmm. with, and uh, so three more months from now. Uh, we will uh, we will meet, and it looks like that Thursday afternoon may be uh, the time that that we will be meeting. But uh, okay. but I was quite pleased to see the number that uh, showed up, and uh, and we're ready to rock and roll and move on. And so, if you know some qualified people who have a criminal justice background, and even you don't really have to have a criminal justice background, but if you're interested in the greater good of our children, our students, and uh, and you're interested in working for Prairie View because that you will be employed by Prairie View A&M University, even though you'll be right here in the great city of Tyler, Texas, you will That's be great. you'll have all the benefits of uh, Prairie View A&M University. So we're very pleased, as you know, Dr. Hagney, we have worked really hard in getting that program here and everything. It kind of saddened me a little bit because when I first started this, it was uh, Constable, the late Constable Henry Jackson, and I Mm -hmm, worked mm -hmm. on this program and uh, was able to get this going and worked with Prairie View for all of these months and months and worked all through COVID and all of that. And, uh, of course, you know, we lost him. And mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. Seems like, so, but at any rate, yeah, that's, that's it. So let's, let's talk a little bit. Uh, let's find out if the guys are, there, uh, are here yet. We, as mentioned, Miss Rihanna will not be able to be with us on tonight. But uh, if, I don't know if Pastor Cooper is there. Pastor Cooper, are you there? And Mr. Arthur, are you there? We don't know if the so. two gentlemen. I think I saw Pastor, someone said he had to be with his daughter. I don't know. Was that yeah. Pastor Cooper? No, that's that's Miss Rihanna. That's with, with her daughter tonight. Oh, so, okay, uh, okay. Yeah, so that. it's okay. Miss Rihanna. Oh. So okay. um, at at any rate, yes, it's it's not. It's okay. Well, okay. At, at any rate, we we'll um, we will uh, hopefully they'll be coming in uh, very soon, and uh, okay. we will okay. be there. And we have a, we have a very very special guest on with us tonight. Uh, a long, long, long time dear, dear friend, and we're going to invite him in on a, our discussions tonight because uh, Dr. Hagney, before you, we get you into giving us the report and update on the latest of everything we know, we're getting ready to get into the flu season and all of that mm-hmm. and, and lots of uh, RSV from our young children that are being hospitalized, but we're going to have uh, yeah. Mr. Donnie Walker from the Donnie Walker Morning Show uh, to join in with us uh, tonight. We're going to talk a little bit about, um, of course, this is election time. We know we kicked off our first day this day today, and let me tell mm-hmm. you, we had an amazing 
first day of election. People were turning Excellent. out in droves. Excellent. Yes, so Excellent. even though we Excellent. had lots of rain going on here in the city of Tyler, they were turning out. So we're going to talk a little Excellent. bit about that. We're going to talk about uh, uh, Gina uh, Thomas. We all know who she is. Uh, and uh, the wife of, of course, of uh, uh, Clarence Thomas. And so mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit later. But we want you to, to – I'm going to mute out so you can kind of give us a little update on actually um, what is going on with COVID, and then, well, then we'll get into that a little bit. Very good, very good. You know, uh, what going on three years now, I would say what been, has been consistent has been this COVID virus. It's still on its way. It's still on track doing what it, what it could do very effectively. I just want to report uh, when we talk about the number of deaths, uh, it's up with over 300 now. And, of course, I would say the reports from a little over 80% of the U.S. has been, I would say, fully uh, uh, vaccinated, but that uh, only about uh, around 7% a little over have received the new shots. Uh, that's the bivalent. And, of course, the issue is those that are six of uh, years of age or older, uh, a little over less than one third of those individuals have gotten that bivalent booster, and that's really critical because that's the group where we're seeing most most of the death are carried in. So that is that is really uh, we, we are not uh, doing a good job here with this. Uh, there are some projections, basically because just the uh, uh, the reports so few people are aware of the bivalent. The rollout of the bivalent was not very was not done very effectively. And for the information, there's a lot of confusion about who should receive it and who should not receive it. But I just want to mention some of the projections on that course of a decreasing number of individuals who are getting bivalent. It is projected if, on that rate, if we continue where we are right now, we'll be looking at these some projections, somewhere like 1,200 deaths uh, from COVID-19 per day by in March. So that's what they're projecting. Uh, and so the, re- the recommendation is that we need to get the bivalent shot into people's arms. So by spring of 2023, this reform- uh, reformulated uh, vaccine would avert some like 75,000 deaths if they receive uh, the injection. So that's where we stand with the uh, not. So we must, the projection is uh, we must get as many people as possible, particularly age 65 above, but uh, hopefully. Uh, by uh, uh, Halloween, because everybody understands what's going to carry out the Halloween, the Thanksgiving, and holiday uh, family reunions, and all the gatherings is going to occur. And that's why the big push is to get as many people as possible vaccinated by uh, uh, by uh, um, uh, Halloween. But the the, uh, the hesitancy, the lack of involvement, has really been affected drastically by the idea. That this uh, this uh, uh, virus, this, this pandemic is over. It's amazing how those few words affect the whole uh, follow-up of this. So we have to keep pushing because, like I said, this this virus is very consistent because it is developing other um, uh, variances. And there are some initial reports. It was always my fear this 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 virus would develop to to the point that his uh, uh, vaccine would not be effective. But I like to report that the uh, Moderna is reporting that the uh, this bivalent, the, the the effect on the immune system for stimulating has been even greater than the first uh, vaccine that they produced. And because this one is bivalent for the Delta and also bivalent. So that's why it's very important that we get this shot into people's arms because 
it is shown to be very effective. But as I say, there are variants appearing, uh, being indicated there is indication they may be developing resistance to our current vaccine. So that's what we have to continue to push. And also what sort of uh, pressing issue is that the uh, vaccine and base are only available in the pharmacies, CVS and Walgreens and all those. But uh, for us in the past, it's down just in the health department. And so for uh, access to the vaccine, because we've used them extensively uh, in other groups in the past to reach our community of color, as you well know, our church hubs. That's why we've been very effective with the churches, uh, particularly on right. Saturdays. Now that I'm informed the health department does not uh, provide service on the weekends, uh, they don't provide service after 5 o'clock, and they only provide service uh, during, the, during the week. That is that has drastically affected our our church approach into our communities of color. We're trying to adjust to this uh, in the middle of the week, but we're having some issue with that. Uh, so we need to look at some other areas where we can actually get the availability of the vaccine. I have a few ideas that we're going to talk about uh, with some groups possibly getting those, the vaccine. So that's, that's where we stand. It's uphill battle, but we okay. must get these NT uh, uh, people on. But you mentioned what occurred now, the triple threat. That's the yeah. flu, COVID, and also the RSE you know, infection we've seen in the children. It was reported yeah. today that 75% of the beds in the hospitals are, are, are occupied by children. Texas Children's Hospital in Houston reported uh, they have 40 individuals, but 10 of them in ICU. And so this is, uh, so this is, we must, and of course, the bivalent available for the five and above and six-year-old. So is, is, there, is it a triple threat now to get uh, the shot, the flu shot, the COVID shot, and, and also what we're doing with the, dealing with the children. So we are really facing an issue, and they were saying the flu season is coming on faster than, than yeah. earlier. And so yeah. uh, uh, we have to get the shots in there. That's, but it's something else I'm talking about the black physician later on. But that's that's the flu. Uh, that's where we are with the COVID, and uh, right, we must right. continue. Yes. Very, very good, Dr. Hagney. And we cannot stress enough how important it is for our children to be cared for and take care of them. As you mentioned, our beds are running over with children with the RSV uh, virus and so compounded with flu, compounded with COVID. You know, you used to hear uh, people say, well, the children are not going to get the COVID, but we know better that children have absolutely gotten COVID. So the way that we can combat all of these things is uh, is for us to get vaccinated uh, because we're getting into some very, very serious times. Our beds are, are running over with the children. And there's not anybody that bothers me more uh, to see them sick, uh, Dr. Hagney, mm. uh, yes. are the children, or yes. the children. And so... Uh, and, and, and the children are resilient, and sometimes they bounce back, but you don't want to see uh, children going through, uh, going through this sickness in this time. So thank that you so much true. for the update. Uh, and so once again, we encourage you, if, you, if at all possible, get with your, your, um, your physicians, your health care uh, providers, whomever you use, whether it's a physician, a nurse practitioner, whomever you use, your caregivers, get with them and see is about that flu shot, that COVID, uh, the uh, BA three, four, and five that just came out. Dr. Hagney, I have I, I've had five different uh, 
injections of COVID. And I, we're opening back up now. People are getting back out there in the community. Mm-hmm. This past weekend, I actually was in uh, Dallas, Texas. I was in Grapevine at the Gaylord mm-hmm. Resort and Hotels because uh, my sorority came together for one of its conferences. And so mm-hmm. there was a, a probably 1,800, 1,800 some sorority sisters that were there for that a particular event, uh, planning on what we're going to do in South Central region uh, for the next year. So people, mm-hmm. some, you, you saw a few people wearing masks, but because yep. people yep. have gotten those vaccinations and they've gotten uh, their their uh, first two and then their second two and then they mm-hmm. got that number of that fifth one, and so mm-hmm. they feel a little bit, little bit more relaxed of being mm-hmm. around, but. Still, we still have to be very careful, washing our hands, uh, covering our mouth when we cough, and exactly. do all the exactly. things that we should be doing anyways that exactly. our parents, right, as young children, we were taught to do mm-hmm. these kinds of things. So, therefore, that should be should not be anything new that we are accustomed got, to. But we still have to be careful. Go ahead. Go ahead. And I got four yeah. shots because I took five. Oh, hello. Hello, hello, Mr. Hello. Arthur. Hello. Yes, there he is. How you doing? Y'all finally met me. Y'all finally met me. Y'all finally met me. Right. And I hope <laughs> uh, Mr. let's see if uh, our special guest, Mr. Donnie Walker, is in. Mr. Walker, are you there? Mr. Donnie Walker. Yes, hello. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, there he is. Great. Hello. Welcome. welcome. It's, just, it's a pleasure. Everybody knows Mr. Donnie Walker. Uh, and uh, so it's great to uh, have him in with us tonight because we're gonna we're gonna talk about Gina Thomas and and what's going on with her and there's some other people uh, that uh, that uh, have gotten their sentences from a lot of things that's been going on and we know that election day started today and there are some still deniers that denies the fact that uh, that. Uh, President Biden won the election, but everybody is taken back by the fact that uh, Gina Thomas was able to do what she did, and uh, and and Clarence Thomas still sits on the sits on the highest court uh, in the land, and uh, we'll talk about that in just a few minutes. But welcome, Mr. Danny Walker. Uh, uh, how are things going with you? You want to brief us a little bit on what's going on uh, on the Dunny Walker Morning Show, and we're just so proud of all the great work that he is doing uh, here around the nation and the world. Welcome to Marvelous Monday. How are you doing, Dr. McKellen and everyone? And um, a special hello to um, Chief Spikes. I have a, I, I've texted him a couple of yeah. times, and we talked briefly on the phone. Um, and right. I, actually, I've been on a I'm semi-retired right now. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny, I, I, that's I, funny coming from a news person. He's semi-retired. <laughs> I mean, I'm in semi-retired mode. I'm just I'm taking some time off. Great, working on Very some good. things. Um, getting out, doing some get getting getting back to a little normal. Came down to your restaurant, beautiful restaurant. Yeah, it was a pleasure to have him. Pleasure to have him. He and his amazing young lady came to visit with us, and we it was just it was like old home week. Uh, so to speak, uh, uh, being able to see our good brother. 
So uh, yeah, thank, you for, thank you for that, and enjoy some time. I, as a person who spent their time serving this country, as everybody knows, oh. Mr. Arthur, Mr. Donnie, Mr. Uh, Dr. Hagney, all military men, so we appreciate yes. them and thank them for the service that they've given yeah. uh, to this yes, nation. Yes. Okay. Yes. Thank right. you as well, Dr. McKellar. So, you know, thank and, you. You're on at the time. Of course, we we have you on, and we're watching MSNBC with Rachel Maddow. And um, exactly, this election is it's it's going to be this is going to be a really strange. This is going to be a weird election. Yes, watch sir. it and watch it very carefully. Okay. Um, in Michigan, they have someone putting out a fake robocall up there. Okay. Yes, and that Ms. and Mr. Donnie is from Michigan, so let's listen oh, to what okay. he talks about with his city. Go ahead, his state. Go ahead, um, Mr. Donnie. The robocall is stating that about the mail-in ballot, uh, don't take them if they come through the mail because they're collecting all your information. Uh, it, it's crazy, okay? Um, <laughs> and they're saying they're a civil rights organization, which they're not, Okay. It's right. just someone that produced a fake robocall. Um, I want to switch a gear for one minute, and we're all veterans. Okay. okay? Yes, I find this amazing, and I'm still baffled as to how January the 6th is being downplayed. It's just another old whale. It's not an old whale. Those were not patriots that uh, – can you give me the definition – can anyone out there please give me the definition of what a patriot is? <laughs> that would be tough. Uh, that's a, it, it, Go it's ahead, Mr. Arthur. It's a white guy with blonde hair. Stop. Stop. <laughs> I'm, glad, I'm glad all this answering that. <laughs> Well, they have black and white flags on their on their truck. Oh, oh, there, there, Pastor The definition of a patriot, a patriot doesn't storm the people's house. There you go. There you go. There you go. Well, well, okay. I, let me let me go just ahead. tell you, a, 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 a patriot. I, I I can tell you, uh, every single person that's on right now, Pastor Cooper. Dr. Hagney, uh, Mr. Arthur, Mr. Dunny Walker, look in the mirror right now, and you're going to yep. see a patron, a person who yep. prepares to defend, defend yes. whether it's yes. whether you did it in uniform or whether you yep. defend it as a civilian. You defend yep. this country against yep. all enemies. Those people mm, who try to true. tear down and destroy our country. And so I know where Mr. I'm going to give it back to Mr. Dunn. I know where he's going with this. And so how is it that people who pretend, and that's that, those people that Mr. Mr. Arthur just named out, how do they pretend to be patriots, but they Absolutely. stormed our capital? Go ahead, Mr. Dunn. Go ahead. Take, take your story. The capital, is, that's the people's house. That's all of our yes. homes. Okay, yes. that's for and I love I love serving this country and I talk about it all the time. I enjoy my yes. time in the military. I'm that's honest. Right. 
But what I come out and what I'm seeing is it, very painful at this point in my yeah. life. Um, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm even more pained what I've seen um, this afternoon, this evening, we're watching the news here. Um, you're married to a chief justice of the Supreme Court, okay? Mm-hmm. And you're plotting, you're, you're in this, you're in this January 6th fiasco. You're yeah. part of it. Your husband is a, you're telling me Clarence Thomas didn't know anything? <laughs> <laughs> that's why he blocked uh that's why he blocked uh, uh, uh he he having Lindsey Graham out right now as far as up at the Supreme Court. He put it on hold for a minute about him having to go investigate. So uh I guess he's pretty partial. I mean uh, impartial, huh? How how does this, how does this work? How does this how, I'm I'm confused. This is oh, your okay, you just a perspective. You know, right now we're in this moment where America is is either is either going to become a a uh, police state or a more perfect union? Uh, this is like this is that dynamic that change dynamic time. You know, we went through it before civil rights uh, after after the civil war, civil rights movement. Mm-hmm. Well, this is another one of those mm-hmm. moments. The last years we got like about four more years left, <clears throat> and so and so this is what it looked like. So everything is moving, and uh, you know that's why we got to put our best. You know hard bow hats on and do what we got to do, you know, for our community right now because when it's cause, cause when locked down, it's going to be that way for another 50 years. So, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we're in the midst of a fight, and it's what fighting looks like. It's what is asymmetrical. So that's where we're at. And, and, and the demographic shift, the information mm-hmm. age has made mm-hmm. white people understand that it's not as many of them as there was. So, so, so they're exactly. scared. Exactly. You know, white folks get scared. You know, they do, you know, Black Wall Street, they'll burn it down. So, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. you know, that's where we are, wow. you know. And so, you know, we just got to just work with it and know what it is and put some infrastructure in place to uh, help mm-hmm. our community. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's so but, true. But I want to leave that. Go, go ahead, Dr. Hadden. Oh, oh, with the task force. That's that whole, that was the basic idea of was organizing task force. I want to inject something because this is really throughout the system. I want to mention something else that's caring. The, uh, the, the, uh, and, Doc, this is very important because I know you're on the board of mm-hmm. the medical school. There is a major push uh, uh, against black physicians throughout the healthcare system. I'm, uh, mm-hmm. Blacks who, I'm, I'm talking about, you know, I mean, individuals who are outstanding in their medical school and their training and everything, they get into these mm-hmm. elite, trying to get into the elite, elite residencies. Our black physicians are being uh, eliminated from these these elite systems uh, out of healthcare. When you look at healthcare, how important healthcare is. When you, and as we yeah. start to climb in those positions, and Doc, you can relate to this. And then when you start attacking mm-hmm. these these, I mean, these brilliant young black physician residents, you know, yeah. no yeah. question they're qualified, but they're yeah. being. Just, when you look at what's happening in Washington D.C. and throughout, these individuals are being different ways they've been uh, eliminated or kicked out. Out of these programs, there's a young lady down there in UT, uh, UTMB. She's suing the University of Texas system because what yeah. has occurred to her. So it's happening across. We can look at justice mm-hmm. system. We can look at the educational system, and we can look at healthcare. As you mentioned earlier, uh, as we move and become a majority, they're fearful of that. You imagine a well, black. 
I'm sorry, but, you know, blacks move over these positions in health care. Uh, there's a threat because this area has been a good old boy system, the specialists and everything. Yeah, and also as we rise, the, the mm-hmm. standards, the standards that white people ha- white people have had to raise their standards because they create those standards for us. Okay, and so now we're, a, we're we've made those standards, we exceed them. Now, now the good old yeah. boy system is, is being challenged because yeah. you know because of that. And so, you know, that's another pressure. You know, they're not used to competing. They're used to just having, you know, a door flung open. And so uh, mm-hmm. now that the door ain't flinging open like it used to, you know, they say, well, hey, you know, you know, it must be taking my stuff. When in reality, you mm-hmm. got my stuff. I'm just trying to get it back. I'm trying to get some yeah. yeah, I, I yeah. hear you. I hear you, Ms. Arthur. Well, well you Dr. know. Kelly, very so, yes, sir. Go right, go right ahead. Go right, what go was right the ahead. young lady, you had a luncheon for her, the young, the brilliant young lady who graduated from, um, she, she went to law school. Law school. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Haley. Yeah, Haley. 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 How, how old? Explain Haley is now, ni- yeah, Haley is 19. She is the youngest attorney that have graduated from law school in the country. Her father uh, comes from the Slitz Brewery Company uh, family. It was my campaign manager when I ran for Congress the first time. And, uh, and this young lady, her mother, her mother is a physician, black female physician. Her family hails out of East Texas, even though the mother was born and bred in, uh, she was born and bred in California. But they moved to Texas. They live out there at South Lake. Everybody knows South Lake. They live mm-hmm. out in South Lake as a young girl, young girl beginning in elementary school. Uh, they were studying uh, history one day, and uh, and this Caucasian girl, so you know that she's heard these things from her family members. But at any rate, uh, they were studying history, and they were studying about slavery. And so she turns to Haley, who is of mixed descent, black and Caucasian, and said to Haley, if slavery still existed, you would be my slave. Haley went home, yes, went home, told her family, and she says, I'm never going back to school, and I want you to homeschool me. Haley has a sister, and she has a brother. The young brother graduated from college at 14, and then the baby sister is now has now graduated from the two-year school. They all live right around. And then Haley now at 19 went all the way through SMU, went through Southern Methodist University Law School, and graduated last year at age 19, the wow. youngest wow. lawyer in the country. Brilliant. Wow. The entire family members are brilliant. So she's well, got I'm a brilliant she mother and that. she has a brilliant father. Go I'm ahead. glad she didn't knock that young lady out. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad she didn't knock <laughs> that out. Yeah, yeah. Well, they were, they were, they were little kids in, in elementary school. And, oh, okay. uh, and she so she's, yeah, yeah, she was a, she, no, yeah, we, we don't want to, we don't want him fighting, but, but <laughs> she went home and told her parents <laughs> she was not yeah. going back school I mean and and so none of so all the three of them were ended up being homeschooled and all of them have graduated and moved uh, 
uh, matriculated through college and all at a very, very, very young age. Very young age. Mm-hmm. Haley is really, so we brought her here, Mr. Dunn, as Mr. Dunn mentioned. We brought her here. She was my keynote speaker at one of our events here when we were honoring um, uh, our freedom fighters. Uh, here in in Tyler and in East Texas, well, mainly Tyler, because we honored about 14 freedom fighters that fought and worked that you and I and all of us are standing on their shoulders for the great work that they did. But uh, I think everybody, I'm I'm sure I I know Pastor Cooper knows, everybody knows uh, Haley, and Haley made national, she's been on national and international news for because she is the youngest attorney in the country. So we have some brilliant The reason HBCUs are, the, the Roman is swelling up is because those kids are going where they can learn to have that kind of, uh, so, you know, not have to get up and fight racism every day. Just, you know, you can go to class and not, you know. And so that's yeah. why, you know, and I think that's what Haley uh, figured out early that she needed. You know, she said, I, sure. I don't want to deal with all that. Yes, right. Isn't that amazing how brilliant she was that she figured out early on in elementary school, I'm not trying to deal with none of this. I need to be at peace so I can learn. And But thank you for bringing her up, uh, Mr. Dunning, because she's a perfect example of these young folks. They are very, very smart uh, youngsters that we have uh, nowadays. And so, and we, we don't want them to have to be intimidated. Let's, let's go back. Let's talk a little bit, just a little bit more about what is actually going on. Mr. Uh, Donnie led us off when he started to talk about the robocalls in Michigan and that the Michigandans are experiencing fake, false information that's being called out to them. Fraud. As he said, this is a very, very different election. And they're going to do by, by any means, as, as Malcolm would say, by any means necessary, whatever it takes for them, hook or crook, to try to steal an election, win an election, because we still have some deniers right now that denies the fact that, uh, that President Biden won the election. Uh, go ahead, uh, Pastor Cooper, if you have any comments in regards. And we're going to just do our round robin, and we're going to express what we, we feel about uh, this election and how important it is, as Mr. Donnie said, it's so important for us to make sure that we get out there to the polls and we vote people in who are fair and honest and want and, and are patriots. He asked us the definition of patriots, who are patriots that want to protect uh, our country and protect uh, the voting rights. Go ahead. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm glad you said that uh, to clean up the streets because right now uh, we are what I would call educated voters, but there's some out there that are not. They're not informed voters. Uh, not that yeah. they're not intelligent, just that mean that they don't have all of the tools that's necessary. So uh, the Marvelous Monday show is a tool to help educate you. And, and I thank our brother for bringing out that point what's happening in Michigan, but that's not. That's what we know about. What are the things that's happening in rural areas? So that's why we're asking that we, we're looking in our area, southeast Texas. You all are in east Texas, and then you have northeast Texas. So that's why we need poll watchers. Uh, you know, we, we have people watching the polls in the inner city, but who's watching the watchers uh, in the mm-hmm. urban areas? And, and, and 
the suburbs and all of those places that we don't go to. Uh, you know, they're talking about election fraud. Uh, no one's watching the watcher. So we need poll watchers right. in our cities and also in our urban areas. Very good. Excellent suburban, point. And if, if you're listening, excellent. If you're listening out there and you've gone through the training, we were out there uh, boots on the ground today uh, making sure because we, we can see the in, uh, intimidation that they're experiencing around the nation. And Mesa, Arizona, we saw what's going on, the vigilantes out there with their weapons and their gear. Uh, when people are trying to drop their mail-in ballots in boxes, they're out there intimidating people, trying to keep them from dropping those ballots in the mail because they know this much that people, in particular Democrats, Democrats get out there to vote, and they know how they vote. People that vote democratically, they don't want a fair and honest election. And so we have to be hands-on. We have to be out there making sure that people are not uh, prevented from going to the polls and votes. We want to make sure 1964 and 1965 still exist, civil rights and our voting rights to be able you know, to vote. You know, Dr. You know, I don't mean to cut you off, Dr. McKellar, but... No, no, go right ahead. Jump on in there. This is, this is deja vu from when we were out there with you and um, we were going to different polls. One place, they brought the machines, but they didn't bring the cords. That's um, it. That's it. This, That's this when I was been, running for Congress. Exactly. 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 This, this has been going on. This, this goes all the way back to my father when he first started voting. He had, I was explaining to uh, Miss Vianette, who you met um, when we yeah. came to the restaurant, my father yes. had to take a pistol with him to vote. He had to take a pistol mm-hmm. to go to the voting polls. And this is amazing. 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 This is not new. And to take it even further, you're doing something in Georgia that I just totally disagree with. Herschel Walker, you may know football, but Herschel, okay. I don't think you know anything about politics. True. True. I don't think he knows Diddley. Pardon me, sir. <laughs> he said, "No, he, he probably don't even know both, uh, even though we're close <laughs> to the same age." But uh, Ursula has proven, uh, as my dad used to say, "Boy, walk in a room and keep your mouth shut because they may think you're stupid, but when you open your mouth, yeah. they will prove you stupid." They know he you. He just are. proves something. Now they, they, they know hey, it. Hey, we know it. Abraham Lincoln said. Sometimes it is better to be quiet, to be thoughtful, than to speak and remove all doubt. So that's her. There you go. Exactly. That's it right there. That's it right there. Yes, sir. That is, that is it. That is it. That's, that's it's a well, I really, I feel sorry for him. I'm praying for him. Uh, oh, no, don't feel sorry for him. Don't feel sorry for him. Feel sorry for our community. Feel sorry for our community. We need one being being passed. You know. He needs you. Say God, Jesus. He's a, a real prophet too, because they 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 supposedly anointed him and forgave him for all of his sins. But I only know one. They didn't care about that. him. They didn't care about him about doing them black black baby abortions. They didn't care about that, but they loved but it. They, 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 they forgave him for that. Now, but, they, but that's okay if you're doing it with black folks. So. Okay, for, so for let's talk a little bit about that. <laughs> for, for the love of Jesus, I, I can't understand why would he even put himself in that situation. That's right. 
That's right. Why would you why would you get into an arena more that, money, more money, more money, more? His contracts were this year. Did you see Django on the train? Did you see Django? Yeah, that's more money. He's not a commentator as well. Being there yet, they promised him the rainbow. Yeah. Well, there's a historical position. There's a, a historical position in our diaspora for a brother like Herschel. He, uh, that 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 position has always been held by somebody. He the one holding it right now. Well, it, it's just it's just very interesting to me though. Uh, I, it's just so much hypocrisy that's going on because we talk about we talk about life and how important and life is very important. Uh, I'm a medical profession, a professional, as all of you know, uh, Pastor Cooper, Dr. Hagney. Uh, we all ca- came from, and, and as well, and Mr. Arthur worked in the medical profession. You know, his, his education by trade, but he also worked in administration in, in the healthcare industry. And so, so life is important to us, but it's so amazing to me how, uh, how they, they put a lot of emphasis on uh, abortions and like thereof, and I'm, I'm not uh, advocating uh, abortions at all. I'm not advocating that, I'm, but because how about this? It's not my business to be in the room with a woman, her physician, and her husband, or her significant person, or whatever the case may be, whether it's rape, whether it's – I'm not in that room. I don't belong in that room, and I cannot legislate a law to try to tell uh, a physician how to take care of, of their patients. I, I, I just can't do that. But, I'm but the, the point I want to uh, pro, and I'm pro, yes, I believe in life. And so that's why absolutely both of those. That's right. Your choice to decide what you, both of them. And how about it's this? Not complicated. I'm all, that it's same not complicated. life. It's not complicated. Not, not at all. Not thank you. Thank, no. thank you. That, that's excellent. And, and, and then that's why I can't inject uh, a deadly uh, drug into your arm and take your life out. I didn't give you that life. I can't take that life away from you. So even once the, once the person is born into this country, that life is important as well, right? We're going to talk about that? I want to inject something I said earlier about the uh, black physician numbers. It has okay. been proven. When we talk about disparity and equality in health care, we have to recognize the role of the black health profession. You know, okay. we could talk about life and all the general discussion about life. We need to look in t- inside of healthcare system when why they want to keep black physicians out of the specialty areas. Now, because no one knows, we say what's going on in the health the true facts that's going on in the healthcare system. When we look and see who's dying more from COVID, when we look and see who uh, who has disparities, who the, uh, the 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 preconditions in this country, and we look at this healthcare system. Say we need to have let that physician have that right. I need to tell mm-hmm. everybody, you need to look and see what position you're talking about. When that that point I mentioned, why they're keeping these young, brilliant blacks out of healthcare, out of these specialty areas, because they're moving into an area that we generally don't know anything about. We assume we have this excellent healthcare system. 
We don't want anybody between my doctor and me and all that. But the bottom line is when you don't have enough blacks in those operating rooms, in those in those emergencies in that healthcare system, those numbers are not going to change. I don't care what legislation is passed. Is what happened in the inside that medical office inside? And we okay. can look at this stuff. Why we're we dying? Why the more? Look at the death rate. Look at the <laughs> life expectancy of the black pay, a person. You know, it, it's not control out of Washington D.C. It's not control at the election. It's control yeah. in that medical arena. And we need to stop and look and see why there is such a major battle on preventing brilliant young blacks into into healthcare, into medical school because <clears throat> it's a is a money system. And so we need to look at that. We don't need to. Uh, we need to support these young blacks who are fighting this war to get into these specialties that are all white specialties. And we see, we see, we have to we have to look and see where the really where the realest war is. We fighting the wrong battles. See, we okay. if you don't get, if you're not going to improve equity in healthcare if you don't improve the number of blacks throughout healthcare system. You can look at our life expectancy. You can look at the, who's dying from the COVID. And, and, hmm. and the study has shown that. So we need to get more blacks into these medical schools, into these into these uh, rooms. We need when yeah. we say you, you need to get more blacks with that black. For example, look at the maternal death rate mm-hmm. in these mm-hmm. United States. Who yeah. is 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 a crisis situation that was happening uh, when you talk about Medicaid and cut off in these states. Young ladies who are pregnant and everything, they, they can't find primary primary care docs after they have a child and the death rate in these United States of three mm. times for a black baby versus a white baby. We fighting the wrong fight. We mm, not yes, in the right sir. fight. We have to look at the fight to save our lives. And when we're the one that's losing in health care. And this is why this fight is to get keep young, brilliant blacks out of health care because then you get in the operating room, you get into that area, you then you see really what's going on. You have a voice, so I think in healthcare we need to look and see which fight we are, we need to be in. And there's one occurring. COVID has shown this. We need to recognize we've been we are in the wrong fight in healthcare. Okay, Mr. Arthur, comments comments on uh, what uh, Dr. Hagney just said. Well, as far as uh, as far as the uh, uh, healthcare situation. Right. Are physicians getting to the table or even getting into the medical school? Well, once they corporatize, I was in, I was in home health care since my background. Right. And so it was in 2000s. Anyway, there's a lot of black folks that got rid of all of us. They, 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 at, that t- at that point, the, the, and the government working with the insurance company, they corporatized their whole medical system to the point that the doc, they fix where the doctors during it. You know where you got to go get in somebody's network. You know unless yep. you got you know what I mean. So 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 they made them like you know a cookie cutter situation. Of course you know and then they peddle drugs through the system. So they set up an elaborate uh, uh, drug system to me. Uh, the corporations have, and uh, you, you know and and of course you know and they did blind studies. You know we got all the all the data you want. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we, 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 we get worse health care than anybody else, you know, and, that's, and, and, it's, and it's been like that, that ever since, uh, you know, the end of slavery. I, I think somebody said we had better health care when we were slaves. But, uh, mm-hmm. you know, right now, 
you know, where it's set up, again, you know, it's set up. Yeah, with, with, with midwives and all the other stuff that we had in our communities. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. You know, we got to educate our people on that. Uh, Mike, you know, that's part of our infrastructure plan. You know, that's, that's yeah, and, and it's tough because you have to build from the foundation, and that's what we're doing. And to the point of Dr. Hagney, uh, I was just Googling because years ago it was 2%. Now it's, uh, it increases less than 3% medical doctors are uh, African-American male, and less than mm-hmm. 5% are that uh, African-Americans total male and female. So that that okay. is a disparity, and there's discouragement. Let me say it again. There's not only disparities, but there's discouragement. They're telling your son and daughter, in fourth and fifth grade, that you need to go to work at the plant, like like Daddy and you know, Mike, no, Mike, they actively targeted them. I, I worked in the system. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, when we had all these, uh, look, we had 50 something home health care companies up here. Uh, you know, right. the FBI didn't put somebody in jail. Right. Uh, the doctors that work with us got in trouble. They got in trouble. They were yeah. black folks. Yeah. By company. Yeah. And so and they did that until they, until they got rid of us. And I'm saying that that was by design. And once they did that, then you got what you got. And so, uh, you know, they were using diabetes uh, as a, a, you know, as a tool to target you for over service when in reality black folks have more diabetes than everybody else, right? So they were doing stuff okay. like that, you know what I mean, to thin us but, out. You know, but that's what, so, we're, you know, what we're doing now, and, and hopefully people listening, we're redirecting our youth, and our youth now, that's not just uh, 16, 17, 18. I'm talking about 25, 30, 32, to rethink their profession and their careers because they don't think that they can do that. And, and most of them fear math, not because uh, they can't do it. It's because they haven't been trained to do it. Uh, and I always right. tell people, I say, man, if, if you can master math and you can't master math if, if you can't read Math is reading. A lot of people don't realize right. that. That's uh, it. And understanding exactly comprehension. Correct. Yeah, it really yeah. is. Because that's why I teach people how to think, right? And that's what they don't do in they're school. Right, they don't right. teach but but, but they're afraid of it. And so uh, when we don't encourage them later on and say, I mean, because I had a daughter, you know, y'all know my kids, you know, bragging on, but she was a student and got lazy. And so I, I got her tutoring uh, to maintain the A's. And she found out shortcuts in math and things that other people knew that she never knew about. She went back and talked to teachers. So we have to go back and reteach ourselves. And that's what they were saying. I think that's how we got started, is that in the African-American communities, we are our best teachers. And we have to reteach to talk. Uh, Dr. Walker. Dr. Walker. Hello. You still there? Hello, Dr. McKellar. Dr. Walker, you back? Yeah, he's there, but I lost uh, Dr. Shirley McKellar. No, no, you have me. You have me. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, uh, Walter. Arthur, you saying something? Can Dr. Walker hear me? Yes. Uh, Mr. Donnie Walker, are you still there? Uh, yes, ma'am. I'm still here. Can you okay. hear me? Okay, great. Yes, sir. We can hear you. I have one question for everyone on this um, call. Very okay. It was brought up, um, education. What are we going to do to keep our young people interested and even staying in school? 
Mm, that's an excellent question. Wow. Let's start. Let's start with Mr. Arthur, our educator. He he is uh, he wears many hats, and he's also a, a, a former educator. Mr. Arthur, you have some comments uh, for Mr. Walker on that. First of all, we're gonna have to uh, uh, protect their self-esteem in a lot of these classrooms that they're in, right? You know, so we can teach them where they can have some respect for themselves. Uh, 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 and, and then we need to direct them toward the technologies, of course, because that's the best way it's been to be. They were born in it, right? And so okay. they need to be right. taught from that. So they need to be taught from that direction. And so again, that's where our school system failing right now, because. They're not adjusting to that. You know, we got like 19-something, uh, uh, 19-or-whatever schools, and we're in like, you know, 2022. And so I remember a long time, I remember about, I guess about 20 years ago, I was out and working on construction out in uh, Carrollton or somewhere at this brand-new school, and I saw all this stuff, beautiful technology and all that kind of stuff. That was like 20 years ago. Our school still don't have that. Still don't have it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And they had 20 well, years ago. 20 years ago. And well, well, we can take it all the way back to the predominantly black schools where where uh, the uh, students got their leftover band uniforms, they got the leftover books. I can remember students would say, uh, this person doesn't go to school here. Who is this person? What You know, they'd name out names that were written in the books. But I also want to add this part, Mr. Johnny Walker, and that is, that one thing that we have to do, we have to do this in order to keep our students in school, and that is make sure they are safe when they go into the school doors, when they go in the classroom, that they don't have to be concerned with the Uvaldes and all the school shootings that we have experienced in this country. That is first and foremost for the students, and then I I comply with what Mr. Arthur said, but we got to make sure that these students are safe. Go ahead, uh, uh, Dr. Hagney. I know you have some comments in regards to that. You know, that the role of the parents, uh, the, the parents play a very significant role. You mentioned yes, sir. Yes, in school. Yes, sir. Uh, I, you know, I'm, I, I, I came through segregated schools, so I what kept me in school and I want to go back and Fly behind that mule of cotton, chop cotton. <laughs> 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 so mad and chemistry came very easy to me when I started I know that's the truth. <laughs> I, I choose education. <laughs> and, you know, no, I, I, my I heart go out to the, you know, my heart go out to HBCUs and those, those old black teachers who knew how to teach us. I, yes, you, know, I, I, you know, I, you know, I, you know, I would, I know we have some black teachers now, but those old black teachers a long time ago who really instilled in us the importance of staying in school and moving on through, whether it be military or whatever like that. And of course, back then the school was, it took a village to raise a child. You know, Absolutely. we got in trouble at school. We had to, you know, we knew, we, internet existed way back then because we got in trouble in school. We tried to bribe the school bus to slow down. Uh, for our students back home, because we know once we stepped off that yellow bus, my <laughs> parents knew it. They knew about it. So they, that they already knew. That's right. It's going to take the, the entire family to keep our kids in school. I mean, the aunt, the mother, the father, the cousin, the church. Because so many, a lot of our kids are raised by grandparents. So the yeah. grandparents, the technology, they understand it, man. They 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 need help. So, and the mentoring program. So we're going to get back to the community 
to get our, to yeah. our kids in school, starting with the parents. See, our parents are those who, you know, they, they're the one in immigration. They went out and they didn't see the significance, so they didn't pass it on to their kids. But we got to bring them back into the loop. These parents and in, in the, in the entire community, the exactly. church and everybody. We need to That's document that. The safety of the school. They wouldn't talk to the neighbor. They wouldn't talk to the neighbor. I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm saying <laughs> but there's a need for programs. Well, well, see, for example, there are the churches, they're, they're on Saturday. You could have a program for these parents who really understand kids. We can have programs in churches on weekends to help those parents who want to be helped. Or help right. or even and I I have all of these amazing brothers that's on uh on this show. Mr. Danny Walker, Mr. Arthur Fleming, uh Doctor uh, Doctor uh, uh Richard Hagney, uh Pastor Michael Cooper. All these young folk and in particular these young black males need you guys mentally. Yes and helping yeah. them to show them yeah. what they can become. They can look at look yeah. at you guys and see how yeah. successful you have become. And so yeah. they need that because many of them don't have strong men in their lives, yeah. in their homes. That's true. And they're That's being true. reared by single moms. And then yeah. these single moms wanting to be their friends. Well, my parents yeah. made it very clear, and I made it very clear to my children. I'm not your friend. I'm going to be friendly yeah. toward you, but you are not my friend. I have my own set of yeah. friends. And so yeah. that's well, what I'm nowadays. Well, I think the single moms, I think they're doing a pretty good I, – I, I think they're doing a pretty good job with, with that, with, with very little help from these uh, pro, pro-life people. You know, you, you know, raising these sons could be a lot easier if we had, like, day, child daycare and so forth and so on. But, see, since we don't have sure. any of that, you see what I'm saying, then you create other kind of dynamics inside the house. So I'm just saying. But the single moms out there, hey, you know, I know it. I mean, hey, I wish I could marry all of you, but it ain't but one of me. <laughs> oh, you're too funny. You're too oh funny. my goodness, that's funny, uh, Mr. Danny. You have some comments on what you feel and how you think, because uh, we've had some amazing suggestions about what we can do in order to keep our young students in the school class in the classroom. Any any anything else from you on that? We just had I just had this discussion. Dr. McKellar, you sound like me repeating something that I was told by my parents, number one. They weren't my friends. They were my parents. <laughs> yes, sir. Okay. And that's how we were raised. Um, it's something that I see going on in the school systems now. I'm seeing it now more than ever before. Um, schools, schools now seem they've become a fashion show. Okay. Um, I have a young man that's an educator that lives up the street from me, and he's telling me that if you're not going to school wearing that very expensive gear, as he calls it, um, you, you, you're pushed out. You know, you're, you're less than. A lot of children are intimidated now because their parents can't afford to go out and buy it. They wear uniforms up here. They wear uniforms up here. What, what, what school you? Where is the school at? Because they wear uniforms up here. <laughs> and I was going to bring that out. That should be throughout the United States uniform. Well, that's what it is here because, like I said again, you know, just for those, just for that reason that you're talking about. 
If you want to wear if you want to, like, come dressed up, Mac, that like you talking about that kid was, well, he'd have to have either – Either bought some type, you know, have, have you know, have a behavioral pass or something, you know, support where he did something, whatever, and then he could, you know, he have a day or a pay, a pay a dollar or whatever to the school fund. He could wear his clothes, you know. But but, but, but no, they have to wear, they have to wear a, uh, yeah, a, a uniform. Appearance. And what part of Texas is this in? North Texas, Dallas, Fort Worth area. They're wearing uniforms in Dallas. Yeah, they wear a base. Well, you know, base uniforms. You know, I mean, you know, kids gonna, you know, kids gonna, you know, kids gonna make them look like what they want to make them look like. <laughs> you know, they gonna make them look like what they want to make them look like. But they got the basic colors. You know, like you know, like slacks and you know, a shirt. You know, in other words, you know, slacks and shirt or slacks. Or, you know, whatever, right. however that is. So it's like basic. So ain't nobody gonna come up. You know, you know, blow it up everywhere. All you know, looking. You know, but down there, and if they get that free day where they can wear their, their own clothes, you dress how they want to. But there are still limits to that. You know, so and there are again. some here in Tyler. There's some here in Tyler that wear uniforms, and there's some that don't wear uniforms because some of them voted against the uniforms, and even some mm-hmm. of the parents uh, voted against the uniforms. I'm 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 for the uniforms. We hey, we spent twenty. I spent my careers in uniforms from the medical profession <laughs> in the civilian world to in the military. <laughs> I lived in uniforms. I was glad. I knew exactly what I needed to put on every single day. Even in even when I was in banking, we had uniforms, and they told us which which one of the pieces that we wore each day. And I believe that it would cut down on a lot of issues that we have in the classroom. Yes, if all of them had on the same clothing, right? You, no, then no, you no, wouldn't no, have that child that was insecure. Go ahead. Well, what it is, what it is, you know, you have the different groups in schools. You have different stratas in, in school. So, so what it did was, it, it, because you know, you the uh, the end kid that I, what you want to call it, yeah. But what it did was, it took all that away uh, on that level, and then they, and so now they they so, still socialize on those different levels, but it's more on a social level than, you know, you dress better than me level. You know what I mean? So. Uh, just a different vibe. Can the man ask so, Mr. Dunny, are you saying, yes? Are you saying yes, where I'm, you live, yes. there's no uniforms, Mr. Dunny? No is that right? No, ma'am, no okay. uniforms. Okay. Something, something. Go ahead. Go ahead. Something that you brought up that needs to be um, security. How security in Dallas in the school system there? They just had a shooting out in St. Louis. How how security? Mr. Arthur, you want to dialogue on that? How secure are our classrooms? How secure are our schools uh, today, today, right now? Let's just just deal with Texas, across Texas. Go ahead. Okay, okay. Then who's listening now before I tell you this? (laughs) (laughs) You never know who's listening. (laughs) You never know. That's a friend of mine that, that stays up around the love of, uh, up, uh, up in that area. And his son, his son is up, you know, he works as a police in the school. Now they got, he, he this is one, you know, black guy, but so, you know, don't, he don't need to be in the business. Anyway, they got one, he, he's over four schools. That's what they're doing. So, so you say, you know, how safe for the school? You got one cop on four schools. I mean, mm-hmm. that's not fair to nobody. That's not fair to nobody. Mm-hmm. But but that's kind of so. 
So, no, they're not taking it serious. You know, Uvalde showed you that, that, you know, like they, I mean, they talk that talk, but, you know, in most schools, uh, now, now DSD, all the schools I went to, they always had, uh, you know, they always had, a, you know, a, you know, you know, one security person in most schools I went to. I can't think of schools I went to where they didn't have one. But, but I'm sure that, you know, depending on the situation, but like I know in, in that rural area, you know, one guy with four schools, you know, so are we safe? And that's across the nation. I think no. No, we don't know safe than anybody else. I'm, I'm baffled because you have all of these veterans that are coming home. You have young men and women that are getting out of the military. You can't yeah. find them a job. Okay? And we're all military. We know what it is to, play secu- to be security. Why can't they put together a program and bring these veterans that are coming home and put them in the schools and pay them decent money? I, I'm not talking about six, seven, eight dollars. No, pay them decent money. Well, 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 the argument against that. Okay, well, well, the argument against that is now, now, now I'm not making. It, I'm just saying what the argument is. Uh, the argument is that uh, this goes to the gun, you know, the gun control ballot thing. You know, they're saying they're saying. We need to demilitarize, you know, the 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 you know the the well, the United States actually, you know, take you know get control of some of these guns instead of uh, put more put more police in the schools and you know we got folks nuts down here talking about get a teacher's gun, you know if they did that I know yeah. some kids I know some kids would be dead because I fear for my life. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, right. Uh, right. You know so that so so, so so that particular program there. Would, would head more toward militarizing schools rather than dealing with what the issue is, why you had to do that in the first place. Mm-hmm. Well, we there's, we have a school here in D.B. Texas where they have a sign on the door that all the teachers are armed to protect the students. I went, I, went, I, I, I went to a football game uh, a couple weeks ago, and someone said, Dr. Hey, I want to show you something. I, he carried me to the front of the building. On the front wow. door, going there has a big sign say, "All I teach you arm to protect our students." I wow. was shocked. I was shocked. I, I did not. That I, I, I knew that. You better go. You better go check the mental health all them teachers up in there. How <laughs> 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 What if a teacher is having a bad day? Hey, bro, Walker, that's what I'm trying to tell him. We already be having problems, right? You know, already. That's right. Now I'm armed. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Matter of fact, 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 if I'm armed, if I'm armed, I better get a good, I better good, I better get a good uh, 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 a teacher report grade where, where I can get a raise. <laughs> but you know I'm armed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that exists. That's going on as. So, so all the teachers are armed now in in your. Nah. Uh-uh, I don't know. Nah. I wouldn't say all, but at this, nah, at this nah, one nah, school nah, 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 like Not all of them. Not across Texas. I think. I hope that's mm-hmm. only school in. Well, they've been doing that. But I saw this for mm-hmm. my own eyes. If I had my camera, you weren't just doing that. Not. I'll take a picture and send it. I like it. I don't. I don't know who's listening. Oh, come on, Doc. I just want to go look at it. 
No, I'm not going to send you a picture. I'm going to, when I'm going to take a picture and I'm going to hand give it to you, I'm not going to put it in the system. <laughs> so, so may, may, I, may I ask this question, please? Do you yeah, think yeah, it's better? Yeah, yeah, Okay. Um, here's something. So is it better to have the teachers armed or to have Heck veterans no. come no. in come in and act as security? Veterans, 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 all day long veterans. <laughs> That sounds like look at that sound. Look at that. I mean, it sounds like a great idea because they say you know they you know, they need jobs, but they also need but they also need some some help beyond a job. You know right. what I mean? Uh, you know they got the skills. They they it ain't got to just be that. They, they, you know I think it would be a disservice to them to line them up and say, well, hey, look, you know you oh you can't okay well, come over here. You know I think that it, again because see when I got out. They dogged us out too. We didn't get nothing. I mean, they treated us bad, and so I'm saying I'm saying on 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 the mental health side and so forth and so on. And I'm saying that they need to do that work with these folks so they can get jobs, and they need to and they need to you know they they need to create 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 their own agency or their own source of uh, of expertise from the I mean the military ought to do that where you can go to whatever that is that you're talking about where they can be. Uh, you know, you know, go to work and you know, different spots or whatever. Yeah, but I'm just saying that they need some because I know you need some personal work when you first come back. You can't be over here overseas one day doing all that, and then next week you're back on your job, sitting home to a family, and think and think everything gonna be okay. You know, that's a transition. Right. So oh, yeah. they not have very, to, You have to, yeah. You got to be very selective on that. Uh-huh. Know that that yeah. veteran is ready. Because we don't want them to, to to think that they're back out there on the battlefield and they see some people that uh-huh. are hostile and that trigger came yeah, you know, and yeah, you know, bad the whole car, school. Uh, a bad car, come, a bad car come by and and, and do it and pop and then that, that we done everything, everything messed up. You know, oh man, I, mean, I thought somebody was shooting at us. Now you're going to have uh, an evaluation program. Absolutely. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. You have to have that. All of that. You got to have that in place. But I'm just saying, wouldn't that fare better than I'm a math teacher or I'm an English teacher? Here, come on. I'm going to put a gun in you. You can carry a gun now. Yeah, yeah, but see, but that's yeah. stigmatizing veterans. That's stigmatizing veterans. That's a bad. I, I think that's. I don't, I don't think we'll do veterans like that. You know, and just stick them, and just stick them like, hey, well, okay, you can't do nothing else. Well, okay, here's a gun. No, I don't think about <laughs> doing like that. They, they, they deserve more respect than that. Well, well they, what, they, what about they, those? What about those who? Are, well, Mr. Do, uh, Mr. Uh, Arthur, what about those who are MPs? I mean, if they choose to do that, but I'm talking about just, exactly. just have a. Uh, uh, let's put up just a big moniker and say, uh, ex-veterans. You know, uh, you come over here and, you know, we got a job for you and you can, you know, carry a gun. I think that's, I, I'm saying that kind of thing. I don't want to be, because, because using them, you, you're bringing veterans into this to this gun battle issue that we have in the nations right now about, you know, controlling the guns and so forth and so on. And, you, and then for you, for you to enter veterans up in it like that, then right. you're kind of saying, well, okay, well, you know, we can't get rid of it now because, you know, these veterans need them jobs. 
And so I'm just saying that I think that we need to have that fight and that conversation without the veterans being up front like that and like they doing them a favor. They, well, they, ain't, they ain't doing them no favor. That's all I'm saying. But you have, you have a lot of vets that get out and they want to join police forces. Which yes. I, yeah, I, I, know, I, know I, I know. I know some of them. Yeah, I know some of them. For the love of me, I don't know why, but they do it. Uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> I just, and, and everybody's really? temperament, and, and, and look here, and everybody's temperament, everybody don't have a temperament to be around kids. I'm just telling you. Exactly. I, I, I mean, I, you know, <laughs> it, it, it ain't fun. Yeah, I, I, I'm just telling you. I, it, everybody don't have that temperament, you know, and, and, and right. uh, you know, I've seen some police, I've seen some police that didn't have the temperament. Either, right. you know, so 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 I'm just saying that you know you gotta understand, you know, so it ain't so. so I, again, I I just hate to have that kind of mix going where it's like a almost a place to go, you know what I mean? Oh. You know, we need other kinds of solutions for our schools. What I'm saying, we need different kinds of schools, actually. So what where, where do you see the where, where do you see the? I didn't mean to cut y'all down and kill Just a question. No, no. no. For all, for where do you see our public school systems? On a, if you were giving them a grade right now, what would you? What, what, what kind of a grade would you give them? I give them a I give them a C minus, dipping into a D plus. Wow. <laughs> because the water's bad. That, that, that's pretty because, bad. Yeah. Because the water's bad. Because the water's bad. Yeah, you know, I've been fighting a water fight up here in Dallas. Was uh, you know, right. I, I made them test all the, uh, all the, the you know, we got lead in the water, which is not good for the kids. Uh, you know, it, it, wow. that's bad. The building's bad. And so uh, an investment that need to be made, and now, now if I'm, I'm hoping some of us send some of that stuff Biden doing, uh, I, know the, I know the lead part is, uh, we're going to have to rebuild all these schools. And until we see them build across the nation, just like, you know, mm-hmm. the, the Marshall Plan or whatever, you know, until, we, until you see the federal government building schools, building new public schools across the nation, hey, man, we, hey man, we're in a, you know, you know, we're in a hustle. So, you know, we have to, like you say, you know, do what we do we can to have extracurricular activities for our kids to teach them certain things. Parents will have to step up and start uh, actually yeah. doing what they can, you know, and mm-hmm. just quit, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, quit just saying, well, you let the school do it, and then blame the school yeah. when their kids yeah. turn out the way right. they turn out. You know, so they need to take some responsibility themselves about their kids. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but all we can do is what we can do. But no, uh, a C minus, a touching on the D plus, uh, because wow. uh, again, the politics of it, uh, uh, the the corporate, the the corporations, uh, my degrees in business. When I was in business school, they told us that that they that competing with the Chinese like the '80s. To compete with the Chinese, America need to have more basically dumb people, you know, uneducated people compete. So they, so, yeah. so they took, so they took a lot of stuff out the uh, schools like, you know, like learning how to form or learn how to uh, uh, become an apprentice and all that kind of stuff. They took all that out. Took out, took it out mm-hmm. to penitentiaries, took it out to penitentiaries, mm-hmm. and so they, mm-hmm. and so they created a bottom, you know, a bottom thing going, and then, uh, and then the war on drugs. Remember that? You know, all that was part mm-hmm. of that. You know, to mm-hmm. you know, so so here we are, you know, and yeah, so uh, you know, you yeah, gotta way back up. Yeah, I started with the degree. Also, I agree with by getting the parents involved. Uh, there was a national report for the uh, math scores have fallen from like three grade points, and also reading there. That was a report to date. So uh, you know, they uh, they're trying to see why how a lot of reason that occurred. Uh, in, in 
really drastic for the black and brown students. But a lot of it is associated with, to a certain extent, we talked about earlier, the Internet. Uh, when they were talking about the kids have to stay at home during the, the, uh, the COVID, a lot of the minority kids, black kids, they were saying they were they were relegated at home where they didn't have Internet connection. So that broadband. To a certain extent, broadband. That's that's to a certain extent why it's attributed that loss of math. I mean, math schools and reading schools that occurred in the school system. So in the state of Texas, uh, to impact that, along with parents getting more involved, the broadband must be available in, in not only urban, but particularly our rural school system. Uh, I'm in discussion with Senator Nichols about that. But when they say our area home in Texas is going to have broadband, we have to make sure. I ask that question, who is a minority person on that committee to make sure we're talking about the black communities also? Because you can easily say everything in Texas, but if we don't have somebody at that top level representing our community, speaking for our community, so that's a major mm-hmm. issue in Texas to improve education. There's a broadband in every home. And I'm talking about the rural areas, the rural county areas. We have that problem mm-hmm. in my home here. So, yeah, that's one point that has to be made with the new schools. Well, we, brother, saw, we, saw was, that, uh, we saw that with – go ahead, uh, Pastor Cooper, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I was just echoing what Brother Arthur was saying about um, investing to our schools. Uh, you know, when, when you have – it's like a church. When you have a new facility, the church starts growing. Uh, people start showing up they use the facility. You know, uh, nothing against our administration that bailed out the automotive industry, which I'm also in that. Uh, they didn't let Chrysler go away. They didn't let Lee Iacocca go away in 92 Chrysler. They didn't let General Motors go away. They didn't let whoever needed to bail out, bail out. We need to bail out our education system, like you were saying earlier. Every school, mm-hmm. especially high schools, need to be rebuilt because of the fact that we have lead poisoning issues with water and everything else. Uh, and then the size, they're cramped. We have schools right here in Beaumont. They have to start uh, eating lunch at 1030 because the cafeteria is not large enough for them to to eat and uh, use the facilities to go to the restroom to relieve, them, to relieve themselves. Right. So uh, right. we have right. to invest and demand it. We have to demand it. We, the people, have to demand that they spend money in, in our educational system. Well, we the media. Doctor. Go ahead. Who was that we just heard? We the media. We the media. There you go. We, we, have eight, we, have eight new, we have eight new schools that have been built in Tyler. Both of our high schools, and then of course the private high school, the private schools have built new schools. So I, I, yeah, yeah, I have I to commend yeah, that we've ab- done that's amazing. That's an Abbott connection. Yeah, it is an Abbott is that connection. Is that Abbott yeah, connection? Yeah, y'all got, 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 y'all Dogan Middle School. I was the first yeah. majorette for Dogan Middle School. I was my class was the first to graduate from Dogan Middle School when they built it, and I I was a, I run every morning now, and so I got back to that, and so I took photographs of the school as the big cranes are over there and they're tearing down the school. It, it was really heartbreaking, but um, but what. It's not. Well, it's going to be land. No, I don't know what they're going to. I don't know what's going to happen with it. Uh, People were saying we could have found something. They could have given it over to the community. We could have made it this, that, and the other, whatever. But uh, but it's about all gone down now. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, we were able to get some of our trophies out of there so we could put it into our African-American museum. And I would like mm-hmm. to have the sign uh, so mm-hmm. that we could put that into the museum as well. Because it was mm-hmm. they, it was it. all black. It was all black. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was all black school. It was all black students mm-hmm. that went there uh, at the onset of, uh, of when I was there and we graduated from there. And then obviously uh, integration began uh, when I was in high school. Go ahead. Go ahead. That's great. I mean, because y'all, that's great that you're no. mentioning rebuilding the schools. What are we going to do to rebuild the the parents? Mm-hmm. Oh, my goodness. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to tell you. Therein lies the problem. Yes, it does. That's right. Yes. That's, okay. Do- Everything Dr. Mattel is at home. Oh, I, well, I think I heard Mr. Garland. Did I hear Mr. Garland? That is our city. Mr. Garland. How uh, are you doing, sir? Hello. Welcome to, welcome to Marvelous Sun. Monday. <laughs> I'm glad to be here with Marvelous Monday, and I was always say uh, I'm not as well as some, but I'm better than others. <laughs> That's <laughs> right. Well, everybody, everybody, this is Mr. Garland Irvin, uh, one of our media gurus that uh, – would you tell them a little bit of something about yourself uh, Mr. Garland, and then join in. We're so excited to have him back home in East Texas, Tyler, Texas, where he was born and bred. But he's been all over the world covering the news, nationally and international news. And so we have put him right on to work videoing and, and making sure that we continue to get uh, our information out to the public. Do you want to share anything Garland. with us? Yes, sir. Is that awesome? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, yeah. How's it going? Yes, go ahead. Give it to us. Oh, wonderful. Give it to us. Good to hear your voice. Glad to be with you guys on Monday. And, lady, um, <laughs> I have uh, Scott edited, produced, uh, and uh, streamed uh, uh, content over satellite fiber for about 30 years. Uh, so I've worked in the media that long. Um, and it was time uh, I had a – that was my last goal that I had not accomplished was returning here to Texas. And uh, I want to invest in my community and my people. I played the dirt roads here in Texas. And uh, I want to help those kids to play the dirt roads like I did. So I'm home. Mm-hmm. Uh, the question I have for all of you is, how many of you took economics and what kind of grades did you make? <laughs> and the reason why I asked that question. Okay, go ahead. That question is very important because if, if you didn't take economics or if you did and did not make good grades, then you're not going to understand what's really going on. This is planned obsolescence. There was a time when it benefited America to have educated people to do jobs. Uh, if you look at the economic model for capitalism, you need a vast pool of untapped, unskilled labor. So when the machine speeds up, you can hire people. When it slows down, you can let them go. Uh, it's cheaper. It's cheaper to keep. It's it's cheaper to have people on welfare than it is to have full employment, because businesses mm-hmm. have to pay more wages. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there are people. Talk the government incentivizes a lot of us to stay home, sit on welfare, or to take handouts. The problem you have with your kids is that they are not motivated. I've traveled. I won't say this. I've traveled all over this world. I've seen the Chinaman, and excuse my language. I, I I don't change it. You know, I've talked this way my whole life. I've seen the Chinaman, I've seen the Vietnamese, uh, uh, the Indians, the Red Dot Indians overseas. I've seen all these people, white, Hispanic, Puerto Rican, whatever. 
all of their children are using devices to get ahead, but ours. Mm-hmm. That phone yes, in their sir. hand is destructive. Twitter was the worst thing to happen to black folks because they don't want the children have no desire to learn anything. They want it fast, now, uh, American Idol quick. So they don't yeah, want to have their jobs. I couldn't even feel. Hey, well, 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 they want American you, 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 Idol success quickly. Wait, wait, just a minute. Oh, okay, okay. Just one second. Okay, just okay. one second. Right. Go, go ahead, Mr. I just want to say they right, want right. American Idol. I don't see children like we were. I don't see children that were hungry to invest in themselves and willing to bet on themselves and go in the middle of Kansas or the back roads of uh, Omaha to a TV station or, or Nebraska somewhere and work their mm-hmm. way up. They don't exist. Mm-hmm. I can't hire mm-hmm. young mm-hmm. black people and pay them to do a job. They want it mm-hmm. fast and quick, or they don't Thank want it you. at all. So Amen. you have children that aren't afraid. They're not afraid of the administration. The administrator is afraid of the parents. The parents are afraid of the police and the system, and the kids aren't afraid of anybody. They do what they want to mm-hmm. do. So you can't mm-hmm. motivate them. They think that they're entitled to be handed everything that they that the world has for them. So well, I know, so, know I, 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 the kids ain't like that now. And I know a lot of the kids ain't like that now. That, I, it, too many of them. Too many are. That's the problem. Well, we have too many of them, but most kids not like that. The ones I know. I, I, I can't the ones I know. You know, you know most well, of them not I, like I, that. I, I, I float between different worlds. So I go to the top of the mountain and to the bottom, and I can mm-hmm. tell you, I meet kids that have that have access to capital that are just as lazy as the ones at the bottom, and they all want to hand out. They want you. Grandma, grandpa, or mama to hand to yeah. I'm not saying mm-hmm. all of them are like that, but far too many. Of course not. And that's the prevailing and predominant um, uh, attitude that, that prevails in our culture. We have a cultural mm-hmm. problem as black people. So I, my children went to uh, a school in North Carolina called Hopewell. It was in a part of Charlotte, uh, north of Charlotte in Huntersville. Most of Huntersville used to be owned by black people. Sitting out by the water and it's beautiful. Beautiful school, beautiful facilities, beautiful everything, and the worst kids you set eyes on. Wow. I walked around that school and saw things that I would have died for, John Tyler, if I had it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't have it. And those kids are apathetic. They don't care. They're apathetic. <laughs> they don't care about voting. They care about what you're going to give them or do for them. And mm-hmm. it's too many of our kids. There's that. The ones at the top that are fighting to get out and fighting to do better and fighting to change things, and the other ones that are sitting like pigeons. People feed pigeons and shoot eagles for a reason. Wow. And, and you said culture earlier. You, 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 know, you, you, know, you, you know, I, I did the culture. <laughs> now, you got to understand, you do understand we're operating our culture within a white supremacist culture. You do, you, you do yes. see that, don't you, that we are operating yes, like I that? Do. Okay, so when you... Okay, so when you see these things of which you speak, you should know there is a cause-effect relationship between all of that. We need to be addressing how to uh, uh, push back on those things. I mean, you know, we know yes. kids going to do what kids do. I mean, like, I mean, when I got out of school, uh, you know, you know, I, I said, why well, can't wait till I get me a, a, an apartment, a car, and then say, hey, well, what about a job? Oh, oh yeah, and a job. I mean, you know, they have to tell me. You know, I need to think about getting a job, too, if I want some other things. And so I'm just saying that, uh, you know, these kids are no different in that respect is all I'm saying. I'm saying we should, well, I think we should, not judging by when we grew up, because that was another time. This is another. This is right now. We need to look at uh, 
where we are right now, the technology, that type of thing, you know, talk to them. They still want to talk to you. Uh, you know, I, I, and I talk to young, you know, young folks all the time. You know, they want to talk to me. They call me knowledge. Mm-hmm. Just saying that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they, they, they want to talk to you, but they don't want to work. Yeah, yeah, I mean, always, the, ones I, the ones I know, the, the ones I yeah. want to work. Now, I don't know who, I'm not, I don't know who you hang with, I, what kind I, of kids they I got. Think we be, yeah. I think we got to be careful about paint, painting a broad brush of what I can't. I'm going to say that personally because I mentioned earlier, brilliant. I I have four or five grandkids that from Ph.D., Rutgers, all the way through the system, been in France and all those. I look back at their their background, the role that their parents played in their early development, of course, in, uh, raising the church, close to the church and everything. And I would say, and, and I've crossed a lot of brilliant young black people who are in these graduate programs. I mentioned those, the medical people earlier. We have a, a great normal young black kids who are working through the system that can teach in, with anywhere worldwide. And so we have to give them, we have to recognize them, and our parents are going to have to look at the role they need to play. But we have to read, uh, a lot of this is what you were saying is based upon the, their parents. But I would say don't bring up paint a broad brush about all our black kids because I tell you if there's a level playing field that's here and that recognize that we uh, the minority population we're looking at there are some bright young kids black kids where our system need to recognize them need to see them uh, they are making a way and they're going to be the leaders of the future they're going they're going to shock a lot of people to recognize where they are but also until the system recognize who they are they're trying to keep them down. They're trying to keep them quiet, but they're breaking through. So I would say there we are. We are blessed with a great number of young kids, and a lot of these kids are recognizing the significance of going back to HBCUs. Right, uh, that's very good. Let, not, let, let just, me jump in for. I'm sorry. Go ahead. If I could, sorry, if, yes, if I could jump in for just a hot second. Um, I, I think that Mr. Garland was not talking about just African-American students. He was talking in generality of students. Now, we do know, we do know, as Dr. Hagner said, we do know that we have some brilliant, brilliant students, and and I don't believe that Mr. Garland was giving a broad brush of all kids, but he's talking about a lot of kids that he's seen. And if you talk to some active educators right now who are actually in the system, I was with, uh, this weekend, I was with uh, an educator that right, my one of my dear dear friends that rides uh, with me everywhere we go when it comes to our um, our uh, sorority events. And, but I talk to her on a regular basis, and she talks about and expresses a lot of what Mr. Garland just said to us that she sees in students. She didn't say she saw it in black students. She didn't say she saw it in Caucasian students or any other ethnic groups. She just talks about what she sees in students and how important it is and how she wants to see more men come and mentor and spend time with some of these young students, and particularly these young fellows, because they live in, they come from homes where uh, there, there's not a man in the home. I, as a female, I can teach a young lady how to be a young lady, but I cannot teach a young man how to be a man. We need that from the men. 
And so that's back to that village that one of us was talking about early on. I can't remember if it was uh, Pastor Cooper or if it was, was uh, Dr. Hagney. I, I, but I we, it was Dr. Hagney, yes. We always had the village. We always had our aunts and uncles and our grandparents and our parents and even, even our siblings. I'm, I have three siblings above me. I have three siblings below me. Well, we always worked with the, the my older siblings worked with me when I was three and four and teaching me how to read and math and all of that. And then that carried on down that I had three siblings below me that I worked with them in their math and their homework and all that. It took all of us. But my, it was my mother who taught all of us how to read, you know. And then I remember when phonics came out and i ordered that thing and bought it and I taught my children how to read with phonics. They were three. And then I passed it on to the to the neighborhood kids, to my nieces and my nephews and we just carried that that phonics throughout the uh neighborhood and throughout the family. And so we don't really see a lot of that nowadays, uh, that village. I mean, yes, it's out there to a degree, but I don't think we went to school I mean, excuse me, we went to church, we went to the supermarkets, we went to the same places that our educators were. We saw them on a regular basis. That's why Dr. Hagnes, before he got off that bus and got home, his parents knew what had happened in the school, which is very, but you, there's some, let, let me share this with you. And this, this broke my heart. This really broke my heart. And that was in one of our schools here. We had a boy and a girl and had one of their oh. friends to video them, to video them in the school having sexual intercourse in the school, and then they sent the video on Facebook, or well, on what is it that they watch, Instagram and, and Snapchat, all over the place everywhere. And guess what? Oh, my goodness. That child, both of those kids came from an amazing family here in our community. Amazing wow. family. But wow. that was heartbreaking. That was heartbreaking mm. for the entire, and it was in the black community. It mm. came from a black, these were black kids. So wow. even sometimes when you come from a two-parent home and you come from a great home, our kids can get mixed up out there in the real world, and they can get off track. Anybody can get off track. We all have fallen short, right? Help me out, Pastor Cooper. Oh, yes. We oh, yes. all have sinned and fallen short of the grace of God. Anybody can Amen. fall short. But it was heartbreaking, guys. Let me tell you, it was heartbreaking when I got that report of these young children, young students, in high school, ruining their lives like what happened? I got kicked off. You didn't off. hear what I said. Oh, I'm so sorry. Did I get kicked off? I said we had a boy Did I get and a girl. Off? Hello. Are you there? Yes. Are you there? We can hear Hello. you, Mr. Arthur. We can hear. Can everybody hear, Mr. Arthur? He can't I can, hear us. I can hear him. Hello. Yes, can he can't hear, hear us, but we Ooh. could hear him. You may have to go back and dial out and dial back in. Um, be sure to press one, Mr. Arthur. When once you get back, be sure to press one because Miss Rihanna has the uh, the lines open. But 
but can you understand how I felt? Can you understand how mm. the community felt when we oh, all yeah. heard that? No. I don't know. I don't know if you heard about it, uh, Doctor Hagney, or not. No, I had. No, I, but, I hadn't. Uh, but that's oh my, that's, yeah. sorry, that's shocking. But it was devastating. Oh, it was shocking, mm. devastating. Comes from a, a very, very wonderful family. Mm. And and mm. how about this? The father holds the same position that Pastor Cooper holds. Oh, mm. right, right. Mm. And, and so, mm-hmm. and that's why the Bible says that it rains on the just as well as the unjust. As well None as is righteous, no, not one. That, and that's, and, and, and that's the, the only thing difference between today's time is that now that we have iPhones, and mm-hmm. uh, back in, in the time that Judah was up there with the priest having sexual mm-hmm. intercourse with a, a prostitute that he didn't know that was his daughter-in-law, uh, they mm-hmm. just didn't film it and put it in the schools. So th- that's mm-hmm. what we have to remind everyone, and I think that's what Arthur was saying earlier, that, and I think everybody's right. So no, there's no one wrong, and we're not painting the picture that anyone was wrong. Yes, we have some uh, some students that are a little bit different. It's a different time. Um, so, some of our uh, parents wouldn't have made it through the times today because they would have been revealed on, on what's going on in their lives uh, with, with the phones and, and, and Instagram and all this instant stuff. So, yeah. Uh, so, so yeah, I mean, so. We we have to con- continue to move forward. We have to continue to encourage one another and, and do the right thing. We have to challenge each other. Like Dr. Hagner said, it takes a village. And that village includes yes, the pastors to go uh, talk to other pastors. I love what T.D. Jake said one yes. time. He said, especially pastors like that, to have stuff like that going on in the family. Because his daughter was 14 years of age, and uh, right. she uh, gave birth. At least she gave That's birth right. to the child. She didn't, That's right. Uh, yes, she did. Know, go out and remove the child. So. So thank yeah, God for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Thank God for you. As a matter of fact, I saw a picture of that big boy. He's bigger than T.D. Jakes. So we, we thank God that's a miracle that he survived. Yeah, yeah. You see what I'm saying? That's a blessing. Yeah. And her ministry yeah. is taken off, and, and, and that's a key part of her ministry. So all things work together for good. So even the bad. Uh, I preached a sermon yesterday at my old church where I come out as a pastor, and uh, they've been around for 100 years. And I called title it what Clint Eastwood movie, Dr. Hagman might like this. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And the that's ugly. what we have to go through and get through. Yes, yes. Very good. So, Mr. Donnie Walker, does that you have any you have any uh, comments or I'm 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 questions? enjoying the I'm enjoying the dialogue. <laughs> this great dialogue. <laughs> yes, sir. Well, that that we 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 got it like that on Monday night. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying the marvelous Monday dialogue. It's just I'm. Um, coming, you know, growing up um, in Michigan, coming along in the 60s and the 70s, and we're, yeah, we're some, the times now, they definitely have changed. But everything, yeah. like I said, it starts at home. We're rebuilding yeah. the school. What are we going to, re- well, how are we going to rebuild parents? Yeah. How are yeah. we going how, how to yeah. get to the parents? Yeah. I hate to be the bear bad news. And by the way, I just want you guys to know, I've spent 30 years, not only in my career, but in hiring and training young people. And yeah. in the 30 years, I've seen a change. Uh, I, I tr- tried to recruit a young lady from Howard University, the one you love so much, who wrote yeah. a three-sentence bio of herself with no punctuation. When I asked her to approve it, she wrote five sentences. They, they, it just, it's, 
it, it's very, very difficult to find people with the work ethic. See, we are, and what you said, times have changed. You're absolutely right. When we were children, we worked and didn't get paid a dime. <laughs> we would we picked peaches, pears, plums. We went and cleaned old folks' houses. We did all this <laughs> stuff and never got a dime. That's why we love working because we get paid now. Yeah. But when you give these kids everything, they don't. They don't. So I, I see children like pigeons. They won't move unless you give them something. And so yeah, they're the, you 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 speak of the cream of the crop. We all know those kids. We all know those bright. Sure. We all there know you go. Talk. I'm go. talking about the ones down yeah. in the valley. And it's we a are, lot of and they're hungry. I'm with you. And they're willing to you. rob, steal, kill, and shoot to get something without working for it. We need to reestablish mm. a work ethic in our community. Yes, sir. Uh, I, to be honest with you, I think we don't like each other. I, I think black people don't like each other. Uh, you go somewhere to <laughs> what, someone that frowned at you. That's historical. Why do you think that is? Why do you think we don't like Total each other? Well, I mean, I mean, I'm gonna I'm deal with the with the with, with the reality before the fact. And the reality is, if you go sit down at a restaurant, I can go to the, the Dr. Uh, McKellar's restaurant. People speak to you; they're friendly. They say hi. You want to eat the food? You go somewhere else. Uh, they don't want to take your order. They're nasty to you. We just don't like each other, and we've internalized this self hate. There's a um, Dr. Amos Wilson wrote a book. The Psychodynamics of Black-on-Black Crime, uh, we, it's the Bible for me. It's the second Bible. Yes, sir. Because it teaches yes, you why you hate yourself and why we treat each other the way we do. So parents, you can't even get them to marry and like each other, let alone be better parents. Mm-hmm. It's like, I, I, A lot of that came from slavery. We, we, well, 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 we, 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 know, we, know, we, 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 we know exactly where it came from. You're right, Dr. Agnew. So, we, we got to drive it no, back. But go ahead, Mr. Gullen. We got to drive it way back. Okay? That's slave mentality. We have to, we have to, that's right. And we have to cleanse the slave mind. We, can, yes, we, we won't let it go. And we pass from generation to generation. Yes, sir. And until we let the slave mind go, and I'm going to just say this to you guys. I did the, the, the history of my family. And when I share with the young people in the family, you see a change in their attitude. You see yeah. a change. A lot of these kids have been bred like dogs. They don't even know their grandparents' names. What's your mm. kid's name? Okay? You got kids running around here looking like that are bred like dogs and have no pride in themselves. Until we mm. return a, a dignity to ourselves, I found a, a young lady, she was walking around with the B word on her shirt. Well, I got yeah, to talk to you, yeah. crying. She was pouring yeah, down her face. Yeah, yeah. Your grandmother didn't, didn't produce a B and your mama did. Your daddy didn't there produce that. Yeah. So we have to, yeah. the, the love of self we have to find and return, it used to be here. And even when we came out of slavery, we tried. It seems like we just have given up. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say what we gave up on. Thank we you. gave up on the church. We gave up on it. I'm gonna be frank and straight to the chase. Amen. The problem is back in slavery. And understand on those forms, they understand, they understood who God was. Right. And what if you look and see there is one word that answers all your reason what occurred. We as a race, we move from the church, from God. We don't know who God mm-hmm. is. And so until, to correct, to answer your question, to solve all this, we're going to have to go back to the black church, back to the black pastor. That's all the other discussions and all that. 
we don't recognize who he is. We don't recognize that, that though I'm talking about, that, so that's, that's where we have to start. We have to start and elevate the role of the black church. If you look in our history, that's one reason why we were separated when we came over here because the white system didn't want us to understand who God really was. And we even got even further from that after integration because we started thinking the ice was greener on the other side of the fence. We know that was wrong now in healthcare. All of this fear that we see now because we trusted someone 50 years ago to take care of our health. Now look at us now. So the answer to your question is one is Jesus Christ. <laughs> you tie it all back to whatever. That's where we got away from. How old people in the slave, they knew that. Uh, they knew who their Savior was and everything from out of those cotton fields to those churches, praising to the church. They recognized that. We don't recognize that until we lost our youth because we didn't teach them that. Their parents didn't because their parents stopped going to church. Look at our churches now. I know here in the East Texas, the majority of our churches are seniors in the church. And very, very, and Beth, uh, Cooper probably explained this, but I can't. The number of you They're almost empty. They're almost empty. And the church cannot grow. The church will not grow unless they have babies being born and ch- young children uh, in mm-hmm. that church uh, so that we can reach out and touch them and assist them in their growth, uh, both spiritually and uh And with, that's basically by uh, be fruitful and multiply. Yes. And multiply. And multiply the seed, the that's word it. of God in them. Uh, raise the child the way he should grow. When he grows older, he will not depart. So he will not depart from. He will not depart. And so that's what we have to recall and remember. And some of us remember it. And I thank God for that president that was before this president because uh, he has made certain Anglo pastors comfortable to to preach their rhetoric and not the gospel. And so now they're running black folks out of Anglo churches. A lot of people not paying attention to that. I I do that because I'm a student of this thing. I'm paying paying uh, attention. You see it? You see it? I see it. They they would mimic and play games. Uh, There's one right here at a mega church in Beaumont, Texas. They sent him to uh, Oklahoma for sensitivity sensitivity training, and he rebuked it and refused it and came back and planted a church and took 300 folks out of 8,000-member church and started off with the same rhetoric. Uh, what, uh, what one of the just one of the conversations in it from the pulpit because it wasn't preaching was that he's tired of people wanting a free sandwich. He's tired of folks wanting a free sandwich. Yeah, yeah. Free, like sandwich. Sandwich. Free, a free sandwich. A free sandwich. A free sandwich. He's tired of people in his church and in the world that just want a handout and a free sandwich. And they pulled him down yeah, not, immediately not and say, "Hold on." But sandwich. I got it. Sandwich. You got it. You got it. And that's just one example of what he did from his pulpit. And you can go back and Google it. It's on YouTube. It's out there. Oh, yeah. Wow. Did, did Mr. Arthur make it back? Let me, I, I'm going to inject that because he got thrown off, and I just wanted to see if he made it back online. I, I sent him a message to uh, redial back in and press 1 and see if he can get back in the queue. Mr. Arthur, did you make mm-hmm. it back? Okay. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, sir. I just we left church, but the the church so, from my church childhood left us. Okay. Oh, the church okay. left okay. us from our childhood. 
we, so, we, so, so the people, the people in the wrong. church, like, go ahead. Right. You didn't know anybody what? I didn't know I'm anyone sorry. that died alone when I was a child. Uh, okay. Even there people that go. didn't have children, we we, right. we fixed plates for them and, and fed there them. And we, there, we, there was a love in our community that came from church. Yeah. When, when we, when we would, would tap our feet on the floor, we tapped on wood floors, and that was our drum. When we lost the wood floors and got these mega churches, uh, uh, I, my pastor told me something at 16 years old. I was a young man looking for a job. McDonald's wouldn't even hire me. And uh, we went on a trip, and I didn't have any money to put in the gas tank. He told me, don't come back to church if I don't have any money. Wow. Mm. Stop. Stop. Wow. As the church grew, that, that, church, that same church that collected money from the time I was a newborn until it got built, we don't say no names, College Hill. Well, when New Church <laughs> got built, you didn't want us there. Because we, we mm. see the country folks that built the church, you don't want them anymore because you want a new image. And then mm. they started competing with each other. So mm. when we lost the wood floors, it's a, per, it's a group of us that they don't like. I come from foreign people, uh, educated people, but foreign people. And sure, we just sure. don't fit in. And I, feel, I, I, I felt like the church left us. That's what I, I feel you. like. There's still, there's still some churches out there, and you're right. Like you said, you can't prank, uh, 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 and all that stuff is real. But we all suffer from P- PTSD, uh, from, from church hurt. Yes. We all suffer from it. Amen. Uh, we we Amen. all can't forgive. And, and, and all those things, the, the Bible deals with. He said, how often should I forgive my brother? Seventy times seven. Uh, That's and it. if you study the Jewish folks and Hebrew folks, our folks, You'll find out that if they had to repeat themselves, you know, my mom told me, boy, don't make me repeat myself. And she wasn't going to talk to me. So, so yeah, that, she's serious about it. Yeah, she's serious about it. But, but Jesus told us, how often should I forgive my brother? Seventy times yeah. seven. Now, that's, that's ridiculous in the Hebrew culture because they're not going to do things over two and three times. So, so when you study the, the heritage and the history, we have to go back and realize what Jesus was saying. And Jesus was there with the disciples, and he was teaching them over and over, hand-on training, no university, nobody. I mean, it's God himself in the flesh training them. And he still stopped it and looked at them. Peter, y'all, come on, how long must I carry with you? How long? Right, so, right. And he got frustrated, and he turned over the, yeah, and he turned over the changes. And, 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 and the, the table. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so, but he got frustrated. But, but the, the race is not given to the, the strong. The swift. To the end, right? To the end. To the end. And, to the end. We can't get weary in our well-doing, brothers and sisters that's on his mind. We are doing well, but we got to go and find those that are doing well. Also, like the 19-year-old girl, Slitch girl, that decided she wanted to be educated hey. by her folks, and she wanted to go ahead yes. and get an uh, education. Go now they're talking about her yes. across the world in law All school. The she's world. the youngest there lawyer you out of Texas to graduate. Can anything good come out the hood? She's, oh, she's out the hood, and she's out of Texas. There you go. There you uh, go. I, you know, okay. anything good come out of Nazareth. <laughs> I mean, y'all, y'all make Absolutely, Jesus, Jesus Christ, right? There you go. Yeah. Okay. That was a good well, place. Mr. Arthur, did you make it back? Let, we're getting ready to do our round robin. And, and, and listen, we've had an amazing, amazing, fun, fun evening. And we're just so happy. i tell you about Mr. Danny Walker, he always sparks us with the right questions to get us going. <laughs> and, uh, so it's, it's been outstanding. Uh, Mr. Arthur, are you there? I, I thought he was back. Ran him off. 
That's not a good thing when we run this Arthur way. Uh, Dr. Hagney, you have your final comments because I do want to end with the fact that this this weekend is Souls to the Poles weekend, and so we're going to bring a special guest in, Lucy Baines Johnson, the daughter of the former uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson. But Dr. Hagney, go with your final comments. Oh, I just, I, I just want to close. Go ahead. I just want to yes. close with get, get your booster, and everybody okay. knows get your booster. That's that's get, your get the boosters. Yeah, that's that's very that's good. that's my close. Thank you. Very very good. Okay, uh, uh, Pastor Cooper, your final. After you get that booster, make sure you go and vote. Go and vote. <laughs> Master, <laughs> vote, vote. Listen, don't complain. Excellent. Vote. Make a difference. Make a change. Thank you. There you go. Very good. Uh, Mr. Danny Walker, our special guest for the evening. Hope he, hope you come back and join us again real soon, Mr. Danny. It's a pleasure to have you. Now, your final comments tonight. Great dialogue. I enjoyed it. Um, someone said something that is so true. When I was in Baltimore, I've seen this. I'm just going to close this. I went to a church. I'm not going to give the name of the church, but they have <laughs> they had different lines. They said, um, it they asked a hundred. If you're giving a hundred dollars, stand up, walk forward, and give a hundred dollars. No one stood up. <laughs> if you're giving fifty dollars, um, stand up, go give fifty. No one stood up. Lady next to me, she sat there and said, "Hmm. Now we have to buy our way into heaven." <laughs> Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he said, I came okay. with 50 cents in my pocket. I said, ma'am, I just can't. I just, I'm just here. You have 50 cents, I don't have anything. You shouldn't have to buy your way anywhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and I couldn't agree more. You shouldn't have to buy your way anywhere. Um, Jesus said, what, come as you are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Come as you are. Okay. And we have to get back to that. I enjoyed the dialogue, Dr. McKellar. Thank you for inviting me. Thank Gentlemen, you. thank you. Oh, I enjoyed the dialogue. It was a pleasure. It was a pleasure. Well, Pastor Cooper, why don't you come on back in here for a hot second and tell us about the widow's mic? What did she do? Pastor Cooper, are you still with us? The widow's mic. Mike. Yeah. The, oh, oh, there's Mr. Arthur. Go ahead, Mr. Arthur. Go there's ahead, Mr. Arthur. Well, well, we know the universe. The, the, the universe. The the the, the universe saw, saw all that smoke coming towards some folks, and they said, "Well, hey, you know, hey, we need to cut him off." So I just got cut off. The universe kept all that. that time. <laughs> they heard you. See? They, they heard you. <laughs> Enjoyed the dialogue. I enjoyed the dialogue. And, uh, got shut uh, down. Uh, my, my, my man also got shut down. Got shut down. <laughs> the, the, the universe said, hey, 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 slow down, fellas, slow down. So he just took me out. Thank you, thank you. Thank you. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Hey, vote, 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 vote. Uh, Black people, we vote for the least racist person. Okay, mm-hmm. vote for the least racist person. <laughs> Take okay. Take. okay, we go. We go to Mr. Garland. Mr. Garland, what's your final comments for the evening? Take somebody with you with that voting. Go vote, but take somebody with you. Go ahead, Mr. Take Garland. You, you stole the word right out of my mouth, which I was going to tell okay. everybody is to take. Don't go to the polls alone. 
There you, you can't go. Do it by there yourself. you go. Can't okay, do if, it by if, yourself. If you're driving, uh, uh, reach out to your friends. If you're on social media, reach out to people. Uh, find out if they have a ride because the devil is busy. They're going to make yes, sure sir. that people stay home and not vote. That's it. So, That's uh, it. Vote. That's all right. And, uh, and, and I just want to say, last thing I want to say is after this election, let's, let's start the accountability bandwagon. Let's start that conversation. And uh, we need to be keeping scorecards and make sure that these people are accountable to us. Beautiful. Beautiful. We appreciate that. Listen, you guys have been amazing, uh, amazing tonight. And I have thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed uh, Mr. Danny Walker and, and Mr. Uh, Irving, Mr. Garland Irving, our special guest for the evening. And our doors swing open to you at all times, anytime. Feel free to come back and join us. And let me just uh, briefly tell you that, and, and Pastor Cooper and everybody has been working really hard on this, getting ready for this coming up weekend. It's Souls to the Poles weekend. And in Tyler, Texas, I'll be bringing uh, our special guest, Lucy Baines Johnson, the daughter of President Lyndon Baines Johnson. And uh, we also will have uh, Black Voters Matter bus. We're going to have the big bus. Cliff told us on today that he's bringing the big, big bus. And so you will be meeting there at the restaurant that you heard uh, Mr. Garland talk about, Taste of North Delight, located at 403 West Martin Luther King Jr. Boulevard, right here in the great city of Tyler, Texas. Great food. We'll be giving away free breakfast uh, Saturday morning. Uh, So come on and eat with us at 9 o'clock and listen to uh, uh, Miss Lucy Johnson uh, talk to us and uh, and see uh, the Black Voters Matter that will be there. They'll be bringing their T-shirts and all their memorabilia for you. They'll have the big bus, and we'll have we're going to have a caravan so you can decorate your car and load up with people. And then we're going to drive throughout Smith County and anybody that needs a ride to the polls. We're going to be out there uh, with our bullhorns and and encouraging and promoting. Uh, people to get to the polls and, as Mr. Garland said, and carry someone with you. This is probably the most important election that we will ever, ever have in life. We just got a breaking news a few minutes ago that Clarence Thomas uh, was blocking uh, the testimony of um, of Lindsey Graham. Uh, it's just so much going on about the election and the election probes. We know that even right here today, our very first day here in Tyler, Texas, we already had some intimidation going on here. We had intimidation going on on the nationally, uh, we know, from Arizona, Mesa, Arizona, and those are not the only places. So as we're working toward getting the right people in place in this election, if you see anything out there during the time that you're out there work, either working the polls or going to vote, because I do both, and many of us that's on here tonight do both, if you see anything out of the way, call in to Austin, Texas. Report it to your election judges that are on those, at those particular locations. But make sure that we protect, we protect our election and that we will not endure fake robocalls such as the Michigandians are getting out there in Michigan. It's taking all of us to work together to make sure that we have a fair election and nothing will be denied and nothing will be taken from people. Come and join us this Saturday, 9 o'clock. You can get there earlier. 
uh, food will start being served at 8.30, oh, 8.30 in the morning. And so come and join us and be a part and listen to Lucy Baines Johnson and all the great people that will be coming in this week, that weekend. And then on Sunday, uh, Black Voters Matter will be at four of our churches. That will be North Tenahawk Street Church of Christ, uh, St. Mary's, Bap- Greater St. Mary's Baptist Church, Miles Chapel CME Church, and New Jerusalem Baptist Church, all centered right there on one block, two minutes from each other. We have about 15, 16 churches on that block where I attend church, but we can only cover so many. So come and be with us. We look forward to it. Thank you so very much, guys. You were amazing. And I look forward to you being right back here again on next Monday on Marvelous Monday, 8 p.m. Thank you. Next time we'll see Miss Liana. We always miss her when she's not here. See you guys. Have a great evening. And we'll talk to you on next week. Bye for now. Good night. Good night. Where's Waldo? Where's Waldo? (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. Danny Walker. Yeah. When the glory comes, it will be ours. When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, glory, oh, glory, glory, hands to the heavens, no man, no weapon. Formed against, yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition in us. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One son died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They say stay down and we stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it will be out. It will be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure, oh, glory, 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 oh, glory, glory, now the war is not over.
for every man, woman, and child. Even Jesus got his crown in front of a crowd. They march with the torch, we gon' run with it now. Never look back, we done gone hundreds of miles. From dark roads, heroes, to become a hero. Facing the league of justice, his power was the people. Enemy is lethal, a king became regal. Saw the face of Jim Crow under a ball ego. The biggest weapon. It's to stay peaceful, we sing Our music is the cuts that we bleed through Somewhere in the dream we had an epiphany Now we right the wrongs in history No one can win a war individually It takes the wisdom of the elders and young people's energy Welcome to the story we call victory The coming of the Lord, my eyes have seen the glory One day, when the glory comes, it will be ours Good night.